Welcome to the Digication Scholars Conversation Series. I'm your host, Joan Watson. In this episode, you'll hear part two of my conversation with Dr. LaToya Brackett from the University of Puget Sound. More links and information about today's conversation can be found on Digication's Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Full episodes of the Digication Scholars Conversation Series can be found on YouTube or on your favorite podcast app. You are about to hear part two of our conversation with LaToya Brackett from University of Puget Sound. Please be sure to listen to our previous episode to hear part one of this conversation. So tell me something, since we're talking about your students, tell me something that you have learned from your students. Oh, what have I learned from, what haven't I learned from them? (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, well, I think I kind of touched on this in the last conversation piece where they want real life experience. Um, They um, want to be able to use what they know. Mm -hmm. So I think they're trying to expand beyond the ivory tower. They understand the fact that, um, we're all getting this education. We're talking about humanities. It's in theory, it lets us be able to engage with the world better because we know this information, but does it really let us engage better with the world if we don't know how to engage better with the world with that information? Cause you know, you could learn some things from a book and if you don't actually know how to speak about, let's say you learn about a different group, a different uh, culture, then you go in and, and you want to communicate with those folks from that culture, but you only read it in the book. How do you actually have that conversation without potentially sounding like you're the authority on it or um, that you're asking them to teach you. There's ways that, you, that they have to be able to engage. And I'm speaking about these kind of components because that's what I focus on. That's what I talk about. We do race. We do um, gen- like anything related to identities we cover in our classes. And so they're better able to you know, talk to folks. And also for students who are having their own identity realities coming to, to fruition at this time. Cause this is when it would be right. You know, this is, right. they're not done developing yet. And so uh-uh. they're learning about themselves. And so in these spaces are also, they're, they're being able to talk about who am I and where am I going and owning it. Um, I have a student right now, not in the, not in my, not in the um, public scholarship because I don't teach that right now. I'm teaching that in the spring, um, but in a different class, race, power, and privilege. And we talked for about an hour and an hour and a half. Um, I had never taught her before. So this is the first time I taught her and just, she's struggling with, you know, I thought I knew who I was in regards to my racial makeup all my life. And then when I told people using a specific word, how I identified, they started to try to tell me that it was wrong. And then this is Dr. Brackett coming in and saying, well, how would they know? Are they actually from that community, that space. And so, you know, um, it's, it's a long haul and, um, some of this work, because, you know, when you think about how you engage with others and their identities, it all goes back to who are you? And if you don't know who you are, you can't engage with others in a respectful manner, even if you might not agree with, um, their moral ideologies, right? But if you're learning about their culture in different ways, you should, you should know, well, how do I really feel about this? And if I feel this way, do I really understand or am I confused, right? What questions should you be asking yourself? So students are eager to not just, they love to sit and talk and really talk. And that's one thing that they get in this course. They just talk. That's all we do. And they can bring things in from current events. 
because guess what? That's public scholarship. These are <laughs> yeah. the things that we're literally watching on the news. Like if, you know, we're seeing things on the news, some new thing comes in on TikTok. I talk about, you know, African-Americans are some of the best digital scholars out there and they just get on a YouTube and they are gone. There's this really, oh, there's this really great um, duo. They're the twins new trend. And these two African-American young men, I think they're about 21, 22. And uh, they do a YouTube channel where they listen to songs for the first time ever. And of course, I'm like, you ain't ever heard the song, <laughs> but this is a new generation. <laughs> so they got really huge when they listened to Phil Collins. Um, is it in the air tonight where he has the big like the break with the, the drumming set there? Um, and so they listen to that. And so they're, so they're just listening to it. And then they like stop, they do a little commentary and then they keep playing it. And then they make faces and all this stuff. And then they talk about, <laughs> you know, and then and there's moments where you're just mostly cracking up. And then there's moments where they're breaking a cultural barrier, right? This expectation mm. of what it means to be black men. And they show us, you know, um, there was one, I forgot which one it was. It was like, a, um, a song from my, like, my more youth. I don't know. I'm still young. Uh, uh, Jeff Chang calls post young. I think he was saying like, <laughs> you're post young. You're not over, you're post young. But uh, it was like um, How to Save a Life by, oh, I can't remember their name off the top of my head right now, by a band. And they they were watching this video and they said, you know, that's real because you got to let it out. You got to talk to people. You've got to communicate. You don't, don't keep it in. If you're not feeling, if you're feeling sad, and I was just like, look at this. That's public scholarship. And they're making money off of it and people love them and it blew up. And then now people say, oh, watch this. People type in their thing. Watch this one. Watch this one. Oh, you got to look at this one. And I will be showing that probably in my 399 class in the spring to talk about this. And so some of the students who already do like a YouTube channel or think they do a YouTube channel, they might prosper really in this class in regards to that part of the content because not everybody can write a paper really well. Some people are great orators, right? Mm -hmm. And so like one of my students, um, Blake, uh, it, I don't think that there's necessarily a specific page for hers, but um, I would probably say like the her vlog, um, Blake Bulany, her vlog, Oppression 101, when I saw her do a vlog and it had all the little bells and whistles, right? And I was like, this is good. You know, <laughs> this is really great. And she wasn't there the one day in class. And I was like, have y'all seen Blake's blog? <laughs> so we watched it while she wasn't there. <laughs> and then, you know, people were like, well, we can't all do that. That's okay. But that's what she does really well, right? Um, she, she can really, um, she can bring her energy to, to folks in that space in a better way. And then the aesthetic of how her blog looks on multiple pages. And I love her About Me page as well, because she does change it a little bit. But there's something just elegant about it. And that is Blake, right? And, uh, you know, she, she's, people wouldn't know, you have to get to know Blake. And I've gotten to know Blake and she does have some powerful abilities. And so when we went to Ghana, she went to Ghana with us. I was like, you're a social media person, go. Because I already taught her in this class. So <laughs> there's just those little, those little things where it's like, you know, Put Blake in front of a microphone, have her talking about things that are happening today. She's that one, right? So everyone has a gift. And I think that sometimes the way we teach in academia, you can't always find those gifts if it doesn't fit into either being an extremely great writer, that's usually what they're really looking for, right? 
or someone who can do amazing speeches with really deep content. But public scholarship shouldn't be talking at people. It shouldn't be some over-the-head content. It should be able to be heard by people who have only maybe an eighth grade education level and be able to get it. And that's another tool that I'm constantly telling them like, all right, so that, that vlog that, you know, that Blake did those vlogs, the goal is you got like one minute or you have a minute and a half, or you have two minutes to break down this, this, this concept oppression in her case, give an example that everybody most likely would know in every like everyday life. So something popular and then explain it a little bit more deeper in that minute because people will move on. And they don't like, they are, they're not always excited about this activity because they'd rather be able to talk and talk and talk and talk and use big words and big words and big words. And then I'm like, but who understood what you said? Not everybody. A very small percent might have. So yeah, I really enjoy being able to see some students who blossom in other ways. And I would say uh, Blake definitely showed um, just... I was just like, this is just, I can't even, this is a beautiful piece. This was really like art for her. And uh, I wanted to remind her of that. Like, this is where you flourish. And I bet we will find her in some space where aesthetic is a requirement. And she leads in, you know, producing it, creating it, looking for it, whatever that is. So, um, and she's also a business major. So she was AFAM and business. So uh, we'll see, we'll see where we see her in the next, I'd say like next five, five to 10 years, we'll see where she pops up for sure. I'll be keeping an eye out. I love her portfolio. It's great. <laughs> we'll make sure that we put links to the ones that are outward facing um, with with the the publication of this particular podcast too, so everyone can see them and benefit from them. Awesome. Good. Well, I wish that there was a way for us to bottle you up, Latoya, and share <laughs> you to everyone. Um, do you do do you do faculty development speaking? Do you go out and talk with folks about? Um, teaching in these spaces? You know, I do a lot of um, guests like uh, lectures. So yesterday, one of the reasons I was a little tired today is that I did something for the East Coast yesterday. I talked about, um, uh, I think I called it my black is beautiful, but how is it also ugly? Because there's this dichotomy of uh, the appropriation of black culture, but that which means you're stealing it for your own benefit versus this um, anti-blackness. And they're kind of in the same. So if you're stealing from our culture, not giving us credit for it, that is anti-Blackness, but it's also so you're praising. So I gave a talk about that yesterday with um, a great little Zoom crowd, right? Zoom crowd. (laughs) Uh, But, you know, it's because I've, you know, I've been teaching here for four years now and it takes a little bit to get into your pedagogy, like really being like, okay, this is what it is. And I would say that, you know, one of the best things for me is when students are like, oh, I get it. Because teaching about race is really hard because through K-12, most students have never even really talked about it. So they're terrified, especially if they've never lived as someone that's non-white, right? And then you have students, most of my students in my one-on-one, that intro class I told about, told you about, most of them have never been taught by a Black person. So I'm their first engagement with someone that they're never probably even have really close friends or family, you know, that look like me. And now I'm also their authority and they're not sure, well, how does she engage? And my culture and how I grew up is going to teach is going to be different. And that's another reason why in Africana studies at Cornell, I was like, Oh, I love this place. You know, these, these folks get those nuances of things that I'm saying they, they can just, you know, grasp that. So 
I would love to share with folks more. And I do do other kind of trainings and things like that, but I'm just leaning more into my pedagogy and recognizing how um, it's funny because, you know, I grew up in, in, in the, in a way in which we be, we're supposed to be humble. And so that's always hard, especially as women there, you know, you can't toot your own horn cause then you're aggressive. And then I'm like, Oh, and I'm a black woman. So I'm already aggressive. So I really got to be careful, <laughs> which is, you know, and this is how I speak with my students. I will share that with them because then I have black female students like Blake, me and Blake are very similar. People will assume, I was like, they don't know us like that though. She's like, yeah, no, Dr. Brackett, they don't. But the thing is like, um, I have to be, you know, very particular, but I want to say that I am a pretty good professor. Right. And I have a very unique pedagogy and it continues after I teach the students. And I love that. And wherever I can show up and, and give a little a extra something to someone to then add to what is necessary to make our world better in regards to engaging across cultures, then I would do it. And I think that one of the things that really right now we really need to be paying attention to is that we have to be able to see our students. And so for me, uh, I definitely learn a lot about my students, they, even on Zoom, mm-hmm. even on Zoom, I'll be like, who are you, t- uh, I, I saw you in class and it looked like you were, um, somebody was beside you, who was that? Because they, the way you were laughing at them with me means that I know them. And they were like, how did you know that? I just do. And they were like, oh, it's so-and-so. I was like, oh, hey, you know, because, <laughs> and, and then with Zoom now, one of my students was, I was like, oh, uh, Serena, who's also one of my, one of the portfolio students, um, Serena was thinking in class the other day and I was like, you're thinking, you're about, you're almost got it. She's like, yeah, I could tell what they're doing. Um, I pay attention. I think that that's probably my biggest skill and how to teach paying attention might mean creating pedagogies within the classroom tools to learn about your students. And I think that also creates that community digitally that they're talking about where one of my students one day I was like, are you okay? And she's like, oh, I had this conversation about, and then we all went on this thing. Uh, the other day, one of my students was like, can I just ask about um, this proposition such and such in my state that I'm supposed to vote on? It took us like 30 minutes. Uh, and this isn't in public scholarship, but I've taught her in public scholarship. This isn't our research methods. It took us 30 minutes to figure out if she was supposed to say yes or no. Because <laughs> we couldn't understand it, which let's uh-huh. be real. That's voter suppression. If you can't understand what the ballot is saying, how are you supposed to make the best decision for yourself, right? And so she was so confused. And one of my students in the chat was like, how many students does it take, college students does it take to figure this out? I was like, no, no, no. How many college students and a professor, right? <laughs> and, and then that's another part of my pedagogy is that if I don't know something, I'm okay saying that I don't. Because it also brings in what, um, actually, if we go to Serena's um, page, uh, my, her course experience page, she talks about claiming my authenticity. Yes. And I am not going to pretend to be anything other than who I am. And um, I don't want them to either. Right. Right. I don't want them to pretend like they know all this stuff when they don't yet. And I remind them. It's okay if you don't know about race, your schooling has literally not taught you this for 12 years. It's okay to say I'm confused. It's okay to get it wrong from time to time, but what's required is leaning into it. And so when we were all just like, we were all just very depressed after that for a little bit, because we were just like, (laughs) how can we not 
Um, I was like, yep, and I have a PhD and I can't read whatever it is. So let's talk about public scholarship. Is it not, isn't voting, the, they, it should be looked at as it's outward facing. Everyone should be able to access it. I'm pretty sure there's a law that says it should be an eighth grade based English. And yet college students and their professor in a group think, couldn't figure it out. And Google, we figured it out <laughs> at the end. But we were just like, okay, well, that took a while. But you good? She was like, yeah, I just folded. I, I got it. I'm putting it in the mail tomorrow. <laughs> so, you know, I was like, all right. Woo. And then the next day I talked about it in one of my classes. I was like, don't ask me what it was that we actually said yes or no, because I forgot. So, <laughs> like, <laughs> that's, that's being authentic in who you are and letting students know that you can laugh, you can enjoy. And I think that, that also speaks to the fact that I teach some really hard stuff. Yes. And if I can't have joy if I can't have fun I would be just in the dumps the entire time so when they ask like Dr. Brack how are you handling this I'm like well I'm not gonna be like oh I'm great I'm going to tell them and I do like I said there's still that boundary but you find that give and take and then they share with you um but yeah I think um yeah with Serena um Sevison's um uh portfolio which was one of those elegant quiet kind of imaging like the the image of it is just elegant quiet and I would say she's she's become less quiet which is really great (laughs) he's always like first in the class to be like I got I got an idea and on her court claiming my authenticity she says I've been um taking AFM 399 I have been able to take time to more critically analyze information through the ways in which I validate process and share it with others in public spaces right this course has helped me expand on what authenticity is, where it comes from, and what authenticity looks like for me. I've been most impacted by the creation of the public. So we created a, a publication that has allowed me to expand on my narratives and more importantly, realize just how much they matter. So we created, um, every semester I come up with some idea where we have to do a group project. Ugh, I don't know why I do this to myself. Because at the <laughs> end, I have to like, I at the end, I have to go through and polish it because it is outward facing. That's the goal. Whatever we create collectively is outward facing. So we've done a version of the race and pedagogy um, journal, a student edition, and they edited some aspects. So they learned about how to do journaling, a journal. And it's actually, it's open um, access and it's on our uh, library's page, Collins Library. And so we did that with one group um, the year, I think the semester before, I can't remember what we did with that group. But now in this digital space, last semester, before we went on, online, I created the, the public on just a basic WordPress. And so we made it into um, a digital news source because our school's um, students' newspaper went under for like a year. Like students just kind of, the editor didn't come back or something. So we weren't getting like the basic updates about what's happening on campus. And some of the students were like, well, I didn't really enjoy that, that um, newspaper anyway. I was like, it's not about the enjoyment. It's about the information. How they present it is one thing, but having a documentation of some of the issues that we're going through. And we had a lot of things happen last year. So we created this um, public scholarship, uh, this public kind of newspaper, and then we advanced it even more to try to bring campus students back together because we were now, I was like, okay, so we're in COVID. We're all online. What do you want to do with the public? Do you want to invest more time into it? Would you like to create new spaces more than what we did before? And they they leaned into it. And so Serena ended up doing her little like Ask Serena column, which ended up being really, really wonderful. So asking her as a woman of color on campus things. Um, we had one student create 
a playlist. So she had uh, her playlist. Uh, we had one student say, life on campus, in the dining hall, the food is the same every day. Like, cause this is COVID <laughs> life. So just, just trying to get people to see that, right? Sports highlights, things like that. And people got to work on what they wanted. And so, yeah, you have to be authentic. And the reality is we also had um, one person's like trying to be happy in this time. And so she tried to give them like, here's our project you could do. And it was like, of course you'd be the one saying, just smile. That's great. You know? <laughs> yeah. And that's, and that's her authentic self, right? So right. yeah, it's been, a, um, yeah, I, I learn a lot from my students all the time and their energy is so important, which I would say that that's the worst part about teaching online is that you don't get their energy back. So when they're all laughing, I can't hear it. I can see them. Aww. Yeah. But I can't hear it. Right. And God forbid we all unmuted. It would just be a disaster. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's uh, it's been it's been an interesting um, experience to to teach online. I would not do it for a living. Um, I could do it, you know, once a summer or something like that with like less than 10 students. But more than that, it gets a little bit more complex. But uh, it is hard. It, it is hard. And I will say I wouldn't want to teach digication want an online class I would want to be uh -huh. teaching it in person there's something about being able to show it behind you sh type live show those kind of things because yeah and then having students be able to work together and possibly look at each other's and things like that and I would say I was thinking to myself I'm so glad that we already went through the portfolio stuff in 399 before we went on into COVID uh -huh. online learning so just ex it just extends so much and Serena this summer, she and two other uh, Black students on our campus uh, did a uh, protest, a uh, uh, solidarity um, protest for um, uh, Black lives in Tacoma. And they were all Tacoma students, oh, and, they all went to, and they all went to Puget Sound, and it was amazing. I think they had, like, over 1,500 people, maybe 2,000. It was probably one of the largest in Tacoma. And, uh, you know, that's the summer after this. And she got up on the back of a pickup truck, and she put her megaphone out there and I was like, well, dang, I guess that's what you were learning. <laughs> so because at that moment, she's speaking to excessively different identities within that public space, not just mm -hmm. her peers, not her random professors that are there, everyone that came and she did it and she did it well. And uh, the pride in AFAM that we had of the student who's got, we got two more years. We were like two more years with her. That's we can't great. wait to see what's next. Can't, <laughs> can't wait. Can't wait. So, you know, um, portfolios can really help some students really find themselves or embrace some of the, you know, their identities and, and just say, this is, this is who I am. And you yes. can see it. And, uh, you can also see how great I can be like the great things that I can do. And, uh, so yeah. We need to get Serena to get some footage of that and put that in her portfolio. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because it was after the fact, but I definitely send you, a, um, I can probably send you a link to, um, I think Brit Magazine in Tacoma actually had a drone over it, um, oh, but not necessarily her, but not necessarily her speaking, but just how huge the, the march was. And it was three students that put that together and the skills needed to put something together. Mm -hmm. Not that you just yes. know what a protest looks like. You have to know how to create a protest, a Absolutely. safe one. Mm -hmm. And I mean, they, they had everything covered. I mean, you had students with backpacks that had X's on it that were bright colored. So you knew that they were the safety people. Um, it was just really, I'm just so proud of them. And we, we, I, just, yes. we just watched beaming, beaming. <laughs> and, and I guess, I guess maybe, you know, I don't know. My students do give me energy. 
And maybe that's another reason why I give more energy back. You know, I love teaching. I love to see how they blossom. And, and my motto is I want to give to students what I wish I had. I don't believe in people having to suffer just like I did because I had to do it. No, 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 no. Why? Uh, so if they can ask me a question like actually this, then I will tell them. And if I can teach them a small lesson in some spaces before it gets to be something more difficult later on, then I will teach them. And they will also know that they can always reach back and ask for that support. And they are, they also realize like, so Dr. Brackett, I know you're probably really busy, but, and I was like, okay, what do you need? And then I'll let them know what I can and what I can't do. And they respect my boundaries in that regard. And that's something also hard to, to manage, especially um, as more women in academia tend to end up being caretakers as well. So uh, try not to be a caretaker too much. Um, but as long as I know, if I look at them a certain way, they go, "Uh Oh, then that's good. Right. (laughs) Yeah. There's a difference between caretaking and mothering and legitimately caring and letting the students know that you are a caring figure, just like that faculty member did for you. And that's, I, I love that you're paying that forward because that's the best that we can all do. Right. Yeah. It's, it literally is the best we can all do. And, and like I said, he passed away maybe my junior year, but he had a stroke my, my sophomore year. And I remember seeing him, uh, <laughs> he was wearing like a flowered print shirt and some shorts and some event. I was like, Dr. Noah Hadike, you know, you don't really see your professors just kind of rolling up, however. And I, that was the last time I think, I think that was the last time that I actually got to speak with him and talk to him. And, uh, you know, I still have his book because he, he he made us read it for the, for the class. And I just, um, yeah. And so every space that I'm in, especially when I've been in some Cornell spaces more recently, I remind people and people be like, oh, Dr. Hadike. And I'm glad to just bring his name back in the space. And he's, originally from Nigeria. And I know that, uh, naming, naming him, you know, giving that reminder is an important component to, you know, our African heritage. Right. Um, so I just, I, I like to do that. And, uh, you know, Dr. Dr. Thomas, I got to call him. I'm going to have to call. He called me, but I don't think he meant to call me. (laughs) And I texted him. (laughs) He didn't text me back. So, uh, uh, like I said, that's going to be me, (laughs) you know, 40 years from now. Uh, oh, and, uh, before the grace of God, I'm telling you. Yeah. <laughs> He'll be like, oh, "Is that you calling me?" Yes, Doctor Thomas, that's me calling you. So, uh, and you know, he's he's the one that made me think to myself. Of course, I want students coming in and out, buzzing and buzzing and energized, and you know, putting things out for me. Yeah, of course, I want that. You know, and uh, and so yeah, I'm I'm really excited. I love being a professor. I love what I do, um, and. It can be rough from time to time, right? And we're in that mid-semester point right now where everybody's just kind of like, I'm like, I know, but we're going to get through it. We're going to get through it. That's right. Together. Well, (laughs) I am so appreciative of your time, Latoya. This has just been so wonderful talking to you. I hate that we kind of are coming to an end. I don't want to keep you all day. You probably need a nap. (laughs) I I really do, but I think I'm I'm, going to, I think I have to grade. Oh, Oh. Yeah, so I'm gonna grade a little bit. That part, yeah, that's not that's not something I miss about teaching. <laughs> you know, it's great to be standing up, talking, and engaging, and being like, "Oh, yeah, this is great." And then you're like, "Oh, I gotta grade this." Oh, shoot! Oh, and you know, know. And, and grading grading should be giving them information to make it better, not just this is your grade. So yeah. uh, it can be yeah. it can be pretty taxing. Um, but yeah, I I will probably be doing a walk later tonight uh, with a friend of mine. 
um, on our emptier campus, which means it's a little less, you know, outside mask on all that stuff. But um, yeah, yeah, I plan on having a really good night's sleep tonight and have midterms coming in on Monday for one class. I have positionality, you know, literature reviews for another class. I don't know. There's probably something else too, but you know, it'll be a, a couple of weeks of grading and then it'll be like, yes. And then it'll be finals all of a sudden. You're just like, why did I, what, why do we do I know. It just said, <laughs> it always sounds good when you make the assignment, like, oh, this is going to be so great. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's the other side. It's always challenging. Well, thank you again, Latoya, so much. And we'll just give a shout out to all the faculty out there who are listening that, you know, keep keep yourself honest and authentic. Make sure that you're providing some legitimate praise to your students because you never know when they're going to need it and how much it means to them. So Latoya, thank you for giving us your time today and sharing your student work with us and sharing your students with us. And giving them such great voice to enter the world with because we'll all benefit. Thank you so much for having me. Like I said, and even picking up on the work that my students were doing, I just can't wait to share with my colleagues like, Hey, our students are doing great work. I taught them, (laughs) but they're doing great work, right? Like that's the point. I want them to go further than me. I don't need, you know, I want them to blossom. And if I'm one of those people that gives them what they need to blossom, then of course, that's what I'm going to do. So it, yeah, it's, it's a beautiful thing to be a professor and it's a really important and beautiful thing to be a professor of black studies in the time that we're in. So I'm just glad to have the opportunity to, to teach one student at a time, which then can reach another and another and another um, to move forward. So, um, and maybe some portfolios will reach people too. So here's hoping that's right. They're public scholarship too. (laughs) Yep. Yep. They are. They definitely are. And that's exactly where I was like, well, that makes sense. So public scholarship does e-portfolios, which are outward facing, which is public scholarship. And that's what my students are creating. And, uh, this is a great platform to be able to do it. Well, great. Thank you again so much, Latoya. And we will be in touch with publication information um, after we do some post-prod. And we just thank you so much. Really, really appreciate thank you. it. Stay thank you well, so get some rest and have a great weekend. I will. You do the same. <laughs> Thanks, Latoya. The Digication Scholars Conversation Series is brought to you by Digication, a technology platform powering the most innovative e-portfolio programs in K-12 and higher education. Our website can be found at digication.com. This episode was produced by Drew Albanicius. If you enjoyed today's conversation, please subscribe and leave a review on iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcasting app. Thanks for listening.